the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. A welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, we we asked you on our, our, our Twitter our Twitter page about a um, about an issue and we wanted to gauge we wanted to gauge your opinion on um, a particular issue and I was really fascinated first of all uh, by the numbers of people who actually are participated in our X poll and uh, the question very simple almost 2,000 of you are taking part in our X poll who will Biden declare war on first Texas or Iran? And it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, 88% of you, again, 88% points, 88.7% of you say Texas. So that's, wow, what does that say about the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that they're more apt? Many, an, an overwhelming majority of our audience believes that Biden is going to uh, send the military into Texas before he uh, targets Iran. Um, horrible story over the weekend. At least three soldiers killed, well over 30 were injured, many of them seriously. A number had to be medevaced out of Jordan. The drone attack, suicide drone attack on the military base while our troops were sleeping. Now, there is a raging debate right now, and this is where I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this. There's a raging debate among conservatives right now over what we ought to do and what the response ought to be. Now, Lindsey Graham and and Senator John Cornyn, uh, they're out there saying, well, we need to hit back and we need to hit Iran hard. There are people like Tucker Carlson who dropped an F-bomb suggesting that was the worst idea he had ever heard. Uh, You have Vivek Ramaswamy. And he's out there saying, well, we, we don't need to be, we don't need to go to war over this. But I am torn on this one, ladies and gentlemen, because since October the 7th, our troops have been attacked over 160 times now. Over 160 times, American troops have been targeted. Many Americans have been um, wounded, and now we have dead Americans. Over 160 times. Why is it that the Iranians continue to attack our troops? And let's get real for a moment. 
The Iranians may be using somebody, but they're backing all of this. This is all on Iran. And quite frankly, and we should have done this a long time ago, Iran, Tehran, should have been a glass parking lot. Now, we don't know what Biden is going to do. We don't even know if Biden's aware of what day it is. But there will be some sort of a response here. And the question is, what should we do? Should we just ignore this as the neocons are now telling us? The the doves in the Republican Party? There are a lot of folks who are part of the America First movement, and they believe that we should take a pass here, that we should stand down. Sebastian Gorka and I are are not in that bunch. As a matter of fact, I, I thought Gorka did a a terrific a terrific job in in defining the problem. And let me say this. If Donald Trump were in office, there would not be Tehran right now. I think Donald Trump would have taken out a major Iranian city over this. And this is the thing about the Muslims. And you need to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. They only respond and they only respect force. If if your response is the Biden administration's response, which is, oh, you know, let's just get along, they don't respect that. And they'll keep coming after you, which is why the, the, the Iranians, and again, we're talking about Muslims here, that, that's why the Iranians have attacked us 160 times. Seb Gorka says, unbelievable, over 100 Iranian-backed attacks on U.S. service members. Now three of our um, war fighters killed by a drone strike, and Biden says we will do something. If Trump were in charge, we wouldn't talk. We'd kill the killers, like we did Soleimani. Well, he's right about that. I think Trump, I think that's exactly what, what Trump would have done. But Gorka is pretty fired up about the, um, about the, the, the Tucker Carlson's and the Vivek Ramaswamy's of the world. And Gorka is out there saying, look, um, we cannot not respond here. And I want to read to you what, what he wrote. I'm stunned that so-called conservatives still don't get what we did in the Trump administration. I don't care if you're part of the 9-11 generation, and he specifically called out Candace Owens. We didn't invade anybody, but we were not isolationist, because sometimes it is necessary to kill foreigners on foreign soil. We did it more than once. We liked Russians in Syria. We killed or maybe he said killed Russians in Syria. That may be a typo. We killed Iran's chief terrorist commander in Iraq, and we did other things. Sometimes it is imperative to kill bad men. Grow up. Realize evil requires a response. No, I'm not talking about invasion. Get over yourself. If you don't understand what and why we did what we did, you are a child. And that is a, look, that is a, a great point here. We have to respond. And no, we're not talking about invading. We're not talking about establishing a democracy in Iran. We have to punish them. And whatever we do has to has to shock the world. Peace through strength. But this is not going to be resolved over some sort of a coffee clatch. That that's not how you resolve these kinds of situations. But again, I don't, I don't even I don't think Biden is even aware that it is daytime. 
So where do we go from here? Well, we're going to see. But I'm telling you right now, at some point you have to say, when is enough enough? I would have said it after the first attack, and that's when you should have responded. But now our enemies know that we are weak. Why do you think they're coming across the border? Why do you think that hundreds of young Chinese men are lined up coming across our southern border? By the way, I'm hearing reports, speaking of the border, I'm hearing reports that the border is not as is not as secure as we might think it is even with the Texas state military on the job and i will say this and and i was very excited to hear what governor abbott was doing but this cannot be some sort of a show right this has got to be a serious crackdown and we have got to stop everything coming across that border we got to do it We've got to do it. So we're going to be taking your calls on this. Uh, Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We have some great guests coming up. Senator Marsha Blackburn is going to be here. Also, Caroline Levitt, who is President Trump's national press secretary, and Art Alley, our good buddy over at Timothy Plan, will be here as well. Again, our telephone number, 901-260. 2605926 this is the Todd Stern show Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight, I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. That's right, y'all. Just losing a small amount of weight can make such a huge difference on your energy level, your joint pain, on how you feel every day. I'm talking about 5, 10, or even 20, 30, 50 pounds. If that seems impossible, then just pick up something heavy and carry it around all day long. You are not going to believe how good you can feel when you drop this weight. And you do it the right way with a product that's proven safe, proven effective. We've been helping customers lose weight safely since 1997, the 90s, y'all. So if it's it's your turn, now you need to lose some weight, check it out on our website today, toploss.com. We've got discounts on every single bottle, toploss.com, or call us toll-free, 1-833-TOP-LOSS. And be sure to use that discount code, Todd. Now, Closing the Border McConnell Style with Mitch McConnell. My fellow Americans, while the governor of Texas has been showing out on the border, in the Senate we've been doing the heavy lifting of fixing the border crisis in a bipartisan fashion, giving President Biden the option of letting only 5,000 undocumented workers a day into our country's construction sites, fruit orchards, lawn care vans, and chicken plucking processing facilities. Like you, I truly enjoy those chicken nuggets in the Senate dining room with a bit of barbecue sauce or ranch dressing. The the buffalo sauce gives me... Uh, palpitations. So don't let Governor Abbott ruin this country, your lawn, or your next meal. 
stand with my Senate Republican colleagues who believe in lower cost labor than we would ever pay you uh, uh, to do anything. Uh, thank you. Yeah, well, I have no idea what uh, what Turtle Senator Turtle was talking about there. Uh, thank you, uh, Paul Shanklin, for that. Again, Paul is our White House correspondent, also congressional correspondent, and our chief parody writer here at the Todd Sturge Radio. I don't know how he uh, how he finds his intel. All right, uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Good to have you with us. And uh, we're going to be getting uh, some new intel from the border momentarily. I do want to go to the phone line, so let's start our day in Florida. James is on the line. Hi, James. What's on your mind? Man, this is a great day as a PTT, as a Vietnam veteran, PT checking patient. This is giving me a new lease on life to really want to do something because I see people is recognizing it's evil. See, anytime evil can just go along and do all this stuff and people just sit back and talk, I'm talking about the so-called Christians, so-called Muslims, so-called whatever persuasion you are. When you can just let evil run rampant, then you're going to get what you got. But I'm so glad about what's going on now, people. But one thing about it, you can't fight a war without some money. See, people don't realize in America that war has been waged on this country. And since I'm here... I'm so glad to see that these people, that people are really opposing and their evil is being challenged. That's the best thing. See, evil people ain't got to get on the radio and talk. They're going to come together just by their evilness. So, James, I'm I'm not quite sure where you're coming from here. So do you support uh, us retaliating against Iran? I'm coming from these people supporting what the truckers are doing and what this thing is going to be taking place that they call. Oh, the convoy. Oh, yeah, the truck convoy. Yeah, look, James, uh, I, look, I think there's there is a lot of excitement about this convoy uh, starting in Virginia Beach, and it should be at the border, um, I think, February 3rd. Uh, there are rallies in uh, California, Arizona, and they're at Eagle Pass, Texas. And, James, I appreciate your call. Um there, there are a lot of people that are very concerned about this. I, I don't know why, other than there are some people who suggest the Biden administration might use that massive crowd of patriots to stage another J6 sort of uh, incident. And and they may. I, I Look, I when, we are still getting all of the intel on what happened on J6, and the more information that is finally coming out, more videos that are leaking out, the more we all understand that what they were trying to tell us happened did not happen. So if you're down there, look, you are not a law enforcement officer, right? Let the let the Texas let the Texas Rangers do their work. Let the Texas National Guard do their work. You are there if you're going down there to Eagle Pass, you are there to be a supporter but not a participant. So your job is not to go down there with your gun and start arresting illegals. Leave that to the Texas law enforcement. They're doing a fine, fine job of that. Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. By the way, Senator James Langford is, is now saying that, well, 
his um, his deal with Chucky e. Schumer is just completely misunderstood. That's his issue. He's just a misunderstood man. And uh, we're going to play some of that audio a little bit later on. Uh, let's go to Sonny in Ocala, Florida, listening to us on the great WOCA. Hi, Sonny. What's on your mind? Hi. Good afternoon, Todd. My, what's on my mind is this January 6th. Uh, all the talk, but nobody's got anything to, you know, to just blame Trump. Excuse me. January 2nd, uh, Trump called and inquired about the National Guard. And it was shot down by Pelosi and Bowser. January 4th, he called again to find out about getting the uh, national, you know, the guard out. And he was shot down, and he called again early January 6th. And it seems that there's some idiotic law that he's the commander-in-chief, except for the uh, 14 square miles of Washington, D.C., how in God's name, you're either the commander-in-chief or you're not, period. And it seems as Pelosi and Bowser pulled the rug out from under him, and now they're blaming him for the insurrection? Excuse me. Why can't we put the blame where it belongs? Well, it's a look, it's a, it's a fair point, Sonny, and one day we will be able to do that. We've been trying to do that on this program. Uh, we keep playing the audio of President Trump not once but twice telling people to be peaceful. Uh, by the way, the president was still in the middle of his remarks when the siege on the U.S. Capitol began. And uh, the FBI still not revealing exactly how many of their agents participated uh, in what happened on that day. Uh, we also know that the man who killed Ashley Babbitt uh, lied and said that he was he had come under fire. We now have video evidence that contradicts that. So it, the truth is going to come out, Sonny, but it's not really going to matter because we don't control the mainstream media, and the mainstream media has already made up their minds about what happened on that day. Sonny, appreciate that call. President Trump, by the way, uh, gave a, a terrific speech over the weekend in Nevada, and it was pretty powerful. And I will say this about, about Trump. Uh, he is on fire right now. I was anchoring the Trump rally and uh, then the Nikki Haley rally over the weekend on Newsmax, and I thought this one particular line really stood out to me. Cut number two. We have no choice within moments of my inauguration. We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in America. That's right. We have no choice because this is not sustainable. It's no wonder Joe Biden and his thugs are so desperate to stop us. They know that we are the only ones who can stop them. They know that. If he is able to follow through on that promise, then we will be able to make America great again. But the president promising the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. And we have to have that happen, ladies and gentlemen. We have been overrun. We are now being occupied, and we've got to get these people out of this country. I mean, it really is that simple. So uh, we'll be taking your calls on this again. Our number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Should the United States go to war against Iran? 
How many American soldiers have to die before we do something? 901-260-5926. Hey, check out our website, ToddStearns.com. We have some great stories up, unbelievable stories. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. By the way, I I, I don't want to I don't want to stir the pot. You know, I a lot of people say, "Oh, that Todd Starnes, he's a pot stirrer." Well, yes, if I'm making soup or chili, you got to stir the pot, or else it'll you know get kind of burn on the bottom there. But I, the only reason I do stir the the national pot is so that we don't get burned as a country. So something happened over the weekend. And I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Joe Biden was giving a speech at a at a Black Baptist church in South Carolina, and uh, this was it was weird. It was classic. Somebody forgot to you know to stuff the meds in Joe Biden's porridge, and so he was wandering around. He got lost in the church. It was it was an ugly situation, and uh, you know how he does. He's like you know, you know, it's such a great honor to be here. Uh, you know, I mean, right? It's like he's just talking fairly normally. No, I'm yelling. Where am I? That's that's the president of the United States, the commander in chief. By the way, he's not the uh, he's not the only one. Uh, the KJP, uh, she's just as bad. So she's out there in front of the cameras today. Uh, talking about the um, uh, talking about the horrible attack on our troops, these cowards, these savages, these monsters, uh, these mus- and they are they're Muslim monsters. Nobody likes to talk about that. Have you noticed that they're Iranians? Yeah, well, they're not Presbyterians. All right, they're Muslims, and they want to kill all of us. So anyway, um, no, it, no, Dylan, this is just the reality of it, right? You and I are infidels because we're Baptists non-denomination anyway kjp's out there and uh, here's what she had to say what i will say our deepest uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three three brave 
uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. All right, did you hear? Uh, yeah, those um, uh, the the uh, the the folks, uh, the folks. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the the, the military folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you hire somebody based on the fact that they're lesbian and black and not their actual ability. And I'm not saying, look, we could one day have a black lesbian immigrant press secretary who actually is good at her job, but she's not it. I'm sorry. I hate to break that to you, but she's not she is not doing the job here. That's all I'm trying to say. So anyway, you've got uh, you got Biden out there, and he's at this church. I got to get. I was on a tangent. I got to go back to the church. So he's at this um, this Black Baptist church, and they invite Reverend Biden to come to the uh, the pulpit. And he gets out there, and uh, he. I mean, the guy just starts delivering a campaign speech right there in the middle of the church. <laughs> That's. I didn't know what he was saying. And, and by the way, can I just stop again? I, I know I'm on a tangent here, but I, I'm a compassionate man, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people, they scoff, but there is a, there's a tender side to Todd Starnes, your national radio host. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people on the left and the perception is, oh, Starnes is just a blowhard. He's a bully. He's a bloviating bully, that Starnes. Bloviating, I say. Yes, but there's also a softer side to Todd Starnes, ladies and gentlemen. I love little puppies. I do. When I'm out for a walk and I see some beautiful lilacs, I'll just sniff in the fragrance which also could be my new laundry detergent I'm using. But I do have a softer side. And after watching President um, Biden deliver that sermon in the Black Baptist Church on Sunday, um, I think someone is in need of prayer. And wherever you are across America right now, just outstretch your, your hand to the radio dial. and Just a moment of, of silence, if you will, a moment of personal prayer, thought for the sign language interpreter at that church. I mean, if that doesn't drive you to drink, I just don't know what will. So again, ladies and gentlemen, just take a moment and thoughts and prayers for President Biden's sign language interpreter today on the Todd Stern Show. All right, so back to it. So Biden's delivering this speech, and he uh, starts Quoting scripture, and and uh, the the crowd, amen, glory, and the people start dancing and clapping and carrying on, and then he he just starts preaching politics, and the people started chanting four more years, four more years, and Biden is responding, and, and people are. I just have one question. Has anyone in our vast listening audience today, have you called the Internal Revenue Service to file a complaint against this church? 
have have you gone online to file a complaint against this church? And the reason I ask that is because that church violated its tax-exempt status. Now, there are people out there. Uh, there are people like Russell Moore, the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today, which, by the way, is one of the most irreligious websites I've seen now. And you've got people like the J.D. Greers of the world and all of these woke, never-Trump preachers. And they're out there, the David Frenches of the world. And you, they're on social media, and they're, we call them woke evangelicals. You just don't love Jesus if you love Trump. You worship Aaron's Jesus. <laughs> See how clever we are? that's who these people are. They, anybody who is a Christian and says, you know what? Yeah, I'm supporting Donald Trump. No, I get it. He's not a preacher, not a Sunday school teacher. He'd make a lousy deacon. I get it. But you know what? He'd make a pretty fine president. And if you believe that, they call you Christian nationalist. You hate Jesus. They're modern day Pharisees. That's who these people are. So anyway, anytime anybody has President Trump in their church, they're like shouting at the top of their lungs that you are a Christian nationalist, that you put your faith in America, your allegiance to America ahead of your allegiance to God, which is all a, it's not even grade A fertilizer, right? It's like the, it's the lowest grade of fertilizer available. I mean, it's disgusting what these people are doing, but you know what's interesting? The Black Baptist Church, can we just say this? Black churches in general have been political for years, for years. Nobody cares. Nobody complains. Look, if that's what you want to do, I say have at it. However, Todd Starnes is a racist. He's a racist. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong here, folks. I, I have no problem with a church inviting a politician in to come and speak and and share their their personal testimony. I mean, Joe Biden is a godless heathen, and it really doesn't say a lot about that Black Baptist Church in South Carolina. But that's the reality of it. I don't have a problem with it. But what I do have a problem with is hypocrisy. And 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 plenty of plenty of pro-Trump churches have been called out. They've they've been attacked. They've been maligned in the mainstream media. They've been accused of horrible things. And yet, here you have a black Baptist church that happens to skew Democrat, and they're doing everything they're accusing the conservatives of doing. As a matter of fact, a pretty darn good argument could be made that what was happening in that black Baptist church in South Carolina was Christian nationalism. But nobody wants to talk about that. Do, do you understand the double standard here? Here's here's ultimately why the Democrats, why the left is doing all of this, and it's a pretty nefarious it's a pretty nefarious thing. The Democrats are afraid that if all the evangelical churches in America, the churches that actually believe in God, uh, that if they were to mobilize, that if they were to get out the vote, that the Democrats would lose in a landslide. And so what have they been doing? And this has been pretty remarkable. This goes all the way back to the Barack Hussein, he's not a Muslim, Obama generation. This goes back to when Barack Hussein, he's not a Muslim, Obama, 
was out there in, in a lot of these woke churches, and including his wife, Michael Michelle Obama, pardon me, who, by the way, was a regular guest over at a guy named Andy Stanley's church, one of the largest churches in America in the Atlanta area. But again, these guys are out there saying it's Christian nationalism. No, it's not. It's they they are in their heart of hearts Democrats. And they they don't have the courage to come out and say that. But that's what they are. So anyway, just an observation, and again, it's it's one of these great little um, illustrations about the hypocrisy of the left. They want to marginalize and silence the evangelical churches and the Catholic churches in America because they don't want you people going out to vote. I mean, it really is that simple. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines here, 901-260-5926. Let's say hello to Kathy in North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Kathy, what's on your mind? Well, um, it's, as far as the convoy that's headed to Texas, um, I don't think it's important for everybody to warn them to not be violent. I don't think they're going to be violent. Um, and for people like myself that like trucks, I love trucks. Why can't I just go to Texas and look at a bunch of trucks? It doesn't mean I'm participating. It doesn't mean that I'm whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking that why do we have to start a narrative that it's some type of um, rally or protest or whatever. It's just a convoy of trucks or, and a bunch of people going to Texas. So um, I think that's what needs to be said. And I might like to go to Texas just to look at a bunch of trucks. Yeah, but it's, uh, but it's not, Kathy. Yeah, I mean, right? uh, look, I, look it's a, I have no problem with, with folks getting out there and holding a rally. What I got a problem with are the yahoos that are going to get out there and act like, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, I don't know, Mel Gibson and the Patriots. Well, the the trans dude that showed his boobs. When you have a when you have a gathering of a bunch of people, eventually one person is going to be a little um, Yahoo ish. <laughs> so, but the big I think what's more important is uh, for the governor to start this stunt, and he's in India. I think his butt should be in Texas. I don't know if he's back now, but uh, you know he was in India. Um, I'm just thinking he his butt should be there if you know he's wanting to start this kind of business That's yeah pretty I, much all i had to Kathy, say no that was and that was i think it was on some sort of a trade mission and i get that but as soon as all of this went down uh i would have been on the first plane back to texas uh regardless he was able to take care of business and and i appreciate that uh but but at this stage of the game uh we've got to shut it all down and uh, we're getting some reports uh, from I, first-hand eyewitness accounts of a lot of illegals still flowing across that border in Texas. Well, I, um, yeah, it's a problem. I think our main problem, though, is uh, voter uh, integrity and election interference, and that's what, mm-hmm. once we're no longer voting, um, there's not a country. And I can attest that my father's vote was denied in 2020 because of hackers, long story. Uh, they deleted his information. So if there's one of me, I know that there's probably a couple more. But, you know, um, I think people should go and look at all the trucks in Texas. All right, Kathy, appreciate that call. And uh, thank you for listening to us today. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have you considered making a change in your cell phone coverage? Uh, now is the time to do it. And I want to tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. And I say, why are we sending money to left-wing companies when we ought to be supporting the Patriot economy, right? And I have been incredibly happy with the service from PatriotMobile.com. They've done an amazing job. Uh, Folks, go to their website, super helpful information. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Now, use my promo code. They're going to give you some great discounts. If you're a veteran, if you are a first responder, they're going to give you even bigger discounts at PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Uh, you folks in Memphis, big talk radio war going down, and uh, got to give props to our great team at KWAM, our flagship radio station. And by the way, this is just a um, this is just a pro tip for all of you uh, wannabe nationally syndicated uh, talk radio people out there. Uh, for for you to for you to be syndicated, you need to be on more than one radio station. So I'm not. No, we're not going to name names. But uh, you know, if you're going to have a flagship, that means you have more than one radio show. So just keep that in mind. It's a it's a it's a free pro tip, if you will. Anyway, uh, KWAM, which is the new kid on the block in talk radio, went went up against the conglomerates iHeart and the um, and Cumulus, that's the one that made all of their staff get the jab or be fired. And uh, so anyway, KWAM, the number one winning across the board in the uh, in the digital world, uh, in, in the digital war and uh, social media war. 27,000 people uh, now follow KWAM on, on Facebook compared to uh, the other station which had 3,400, and then there's another station that nobody ever talks about. Uh, but, uh, wow, good for you folks. Uh, ben Dieter and uh, leading the team there at um, at KWAM, KWAM. Good job. So it's, uh, you know, I the radio wars, there were some great ones. Uh, m- many of you might remember in the 1980s and 90s uh, in the Atlanta area, you had WSB going up against WGST. Here's what always fascinated me about this, and this is something that a lot of people don't understand. You know, for some of these radio stations, size really matters. Um, you know, there's a one radio station they they keep touting. 
We have a 100,000-watt signal. Oh, good. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, it's really not the size of the, the signal. It's really not size that matters. It's performance. And in Atlanta, you had WSB, which had this 50,000-watt blowtorch AM radio station. And then you had WGST, which was, what, 5,000 watts? You could barely hear the station outside of the uh, the perimeter. You folks in Atlanta know what I'm talking about. And back in the day, WGST would kick their butts in the ratings. And why was that? Well, it's very simple because um, WGST had better programming and they were focused on what was happening locally. And that really matters to people, I think. So anyway, uh, all that to say, uh, good job to our friends at KWAM. And uh, just remember, folks, in the radio business, size doesn't matter. It's all about performance. All right. Got to leave it there. We're going to the phones. We have Marsha Blackburn coming up, Caroline Levitt from Team Trump. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Big Show. I was just talking uh, to the great general manager over at WABN. That's... Now, that's in the Tri-Cities area, and they carry the show live uh, noon to 3 Eastern on both their great AM and FM signal. And uh, fine, fine people in that uh, part of the country. So the guy says, how did, so how are things in Memphis? I said, well, over the weekend, we had 17 people shot, nine people killed. So there you go. It's a war zone. What do you want me to say, ladies and gentlemen? It's a war zone. So anyway, uh, we love all of our great affiliates, and we want to say a special hello to all of our listeners over in East Tennessee, WABN. And by the way, if you're listening and you're calling in this week from WABN, well, we're going to hook you up with a copy of uh, my uh, book, The Deplorable's Guide to Making America Great Again. So all you have to do is get through the uh, get through the mighty Lydia. And if she puts you on the air, then uh, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up with a great little prize package. Our telephone number is nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Let's go to the phone lines. As a matter of fact, I believe we have our first caller from uh, that neck of the woods, Tom, who's listening to us on WABN Truth Radio, great radio station. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind today? Hey, how's it going? Does that mean I get a book? Well, let me think about it here. For It depends on what you're going to say, Tom. No, no we're going to hook you up with a book, Tom. Okay, thank you very much. First of all, we the people is the only way that border is going to be closed. And that's about all I can say about that. I, I support Texas 100%. I, I hope they do more. I do too, Tom, and and I would love to see, uh, and I know that uh, Christine Ohm, the governor of South Dakota, she actually said 
that she was putting, she was, you know, if Texas needed more razor wire, she'd load up her pickup truck and deliver it personally. And I think that's the kind of not rhetoric, but action we need of that border. Well, they need more people along with the wire. And talk, I would like for you to explain to people there is a difference between a civil war and a revolution. Yes, this is not going to be, there will not be a civil war over this. There, there just won't be. Um, but when you, when you look at the map and the number of governors, I think 25 governors, Tom, have signed on board. Uh, this, this transcends regional areas here. We're talking about from New Hampshire to South Dakota, uh, all the way down to Louisiana. So uh, we're not talking about a civil war. This is a matter of enforcing the Constitution. I mean, that's all this is. Right. Because a lot of these talk radio people is throwing out that Civil War stuff, you know, all, you know, trying to scare people. So anyway, people, there's a difference. It's true. But, but Tom, just between you and me, I'm growing out my mutton chops just in case. You know, you got to look the part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've already, never mind. Uh, i got to be careful what I'm saying. you got to be careful, Tom. Uh, <laughs> All right. Something I would like to throw out there, and I've been thinking about it a lot, and, and I'm a Vietnam veteran, and I've studied a lot of these people, and, you know, I think Kennedy would make a good vice president because he knows the swamp, he knows foreign affairs, he has a lot of backing from independents, and that would bring him over to Trump. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen. There was a lot of scuttlebutt over about that over the weekend, and we're going to ask Caroline Levitt to clean that information up for us because my understanding is there was no truth to the uh, you know to those rumors that that RFK was going to be the VP pick. Uh, I will say this: I think it does hurt Joe Biden among independents. And we're, there is some indication, I think RFK is trying to get on the libertarian ticket uh, so that he'll be on the ballot in, in more states. So we'll see how that goes. But I think this hurts Biden more than it hurts Trump. And another thing about him is he's fed up with the Democrats, big time. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of Democrats are fed up with the Democrats. And this is, and look again, you know, we've there have been incremental changes and shifts in the Democrat Party. Um, many, many years ago, there was very little difference between the two parties uh, in as far as conservative leaning issues. And now it's night and day because the Democrats of today are really communist. And there's really no polite way to put it. But on this program, we call it like we see it. And the AOCs of the world are are communist. Uh, Tom, we've got to run, but hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, We're going to get your information and send you a copy of the Deplorables Guide to Making America Great Again. All right, let's go to Cordova, Tennessee. Original Bill is on the line, and uh, he's listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Wants to talk about Iran. All right, Bill, uh, what you got for us? Hey, hey, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me, and, and I appreciate it. I was listening to you guys earlier talking about Iran, and I couldn't call in. But the the first point I want to make is that none of this would be happening if Trump had been president, because they knew where Trump stood, and they would not have ever attacked. Russia wouldn't have attacked, attacked Ukraine. Um, 
Hamas wouldn't have attacked Israel. None of this would be happening if Trump was president. And with respect to what should we do with Iran, Biden's taking too much time right now. He's already let too much water pass. Anything we do now is just going to be like a slap on the wrist to him. But we should take out all of their offshore rigging, hurt their oil industry really bad, and take out any ships they have in their harbors, battleships, just obliterate them. We don't have a choice, Todd. We've got to do something because... All, all Biden's going to do is give him more money. Well, look, Bill, what's, what I'm what I'm very concerned about, we, and we, we know because the lawmakers have been telling us for, for months now, it's not a matter of if but when, we have sleeper cells. We have Muslim terrorists waiting to be activated on American soil. And I am, I am really concerned about what that might look like. I mean, imagine multiple 9-11s happening on one yep. day. And I... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't in the planning. And it, this is all on Biden, Bill, in my opinion. no doubt about it. So you say we've got to hit back, but be strategic, maybe go after the oil wells, go after their Navy. I, I like the idea of just obliterating their Navy. Put them all, just sink every single boat they've got. What we need to do. All right, Bill. Good stuff. Appreciate you uh, calling in today, and thanks for listening and supporting KWAM, our great flagship station there in Memphis. Uh, speaking of that, I, I want to play some audio here. So, man, is crime off the charts, and we've got some great Republican lawmakers who are trying to do something about it. Uh, one of them is a guy. He's been a guest on the program before. His name is Senator Brent Taylor. And this guy's the real deal. And he's sort of a take-no-prisoners approach here. But we have got to get you know crime under control. The problem is that Memphis, Tennessee is controlled by Democrats, and we have been controlled by Democrats for generations. So I have a big press conference over, I think it was on Friday. And the mayor, who just got uh, inaugurated the first of the year, so he hasn't been on the job that long, and uh, he's black, and that's important because of where we're taking this conversation, but he's black. And seems like a nice guy, beautiful family, uh, wife, two kids. I think the wife is a doctor's in the medical field, and uh, just a very successful um, American American family. And uh, so anyway, and the guy was in charge of downtown development or something. So he got he got elected. Nobody really knows much about this guy. So anyway, he comes out at this press conference, and I want you to hear what he had to say was the biggest issue facing Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis was recently named the largest city in America with the highest number of African Americans per capita, more than any city in this country. I want to make sure that that is a designation that we hold with honor, that we hold with dignity. It's one that only we can claim. When people think of Memphis, we want them to think of black wealth, black culture, a city that has a soul and a swagger that can't be replicated. That's the vision that we have and the path forward for our city. But in order to get there, we're going to have to address the issues that we have around crime. On all sides of the aisle, this isn't about partisanship. This is about us. This is about our city, our state. Well, he says it's not about partisanship, but it sure is about race, and the mayor made it about race. Here's what he said again. When people think of Memphis, we want them to think of black wealth, 
black culture, a city that has a soul and swagger that can't be replicated. Just want to ask a question here, and it's just a simple question. What about the white swagger and the white culture? What about the Hispanic swagger and the Hispanic culture? What about the Asian American swagger and culture? What about that? Do do the only people that matter in Memphis, Tennessee, um, matter because of the color of their skin and they happen to be black? Is that what the mayor is saying here? Because that's what he said, by the way. And it reminded me of, remember New Orleans Mayor Ray Nagin? Is he out of jail yet? Nagin, after Katrina, he declared that New Orleans should be a chocolate city. I No, I'm not making this up. Uh, the <laughs> Nagin was really upset because at the end of after Katrina, a good chunk of the black population relocated somewhere else. By the way, a lot of them came to Memphis. And so the problem, all of a sudden, they thought it was a problem because there were way too many white people living in New Orleans. And this is what Nagin said. I will, I will share this quote with you. We as black people, it's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans. Not white people, just black. Um, Here we go. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be a chocolate New Orleans. And I don't care what people are saying uptown. That's where a lot of white people live in New Orleans. Uh, He says, I don't care what people are saying uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate at the end of the day. Nagin stated that New Orleans will be a majority African-American city because, quote, it's the way God wants it to be. So let me just say that in in Memphis, the time stopped in 1968 when MLK was assassinated at the Lorraine Motel. And time stopped. That's it. So... Democrats have controlled the city for generations, and under their rule, we have become sort of a no-go zone. I can't tell you how many people living in Memphis and the suburbs will not leave their homes once the sun goes down. A lot of restaurants are really suffering. The entertainment industry is really suffering here because people are afraid to, to go outside. Crime is off the charts, and people literally, it's it's not that they live in fear but your, your head is on a swivel if you're just going to the grocery store or if you're walking your dog. But this is what the people vote for. They voted for these radical George Soros-style judges and district attorneys, and they're literally putting the predators right back out on the streets. So I'm not quite sure what Mayor Young hopes to accomplish by dividing the city along racial lines again, but that's what he's doing here. And I hate to break it to him, but that soul and that swagger that he was talking about, that soul and swagger has been in charge of Memphis since the 1990s. Every major leadership position in this city is controlled by the black population, every single one of them. And it just seems to me that if you're going to be dismissive of, say, whites or Hispanics or Asian Americans, might be a good idea to remember to remind people that the number one employer in Memphis is a little company called FedEx. 35,000 people. 
owned, by the way, by a white family. But again, I don't play race on this program, but we do expose the racism and the bigotry out there. I don't know what's in the mayor's heart. He comes from a good, uh, I think his, his father was a pastor, comes from a great family. So I would like to think that maybe this was just a really, really bad misstep, I, but I don't think so. And this is unfortunate. But again, this is where we are in America. And I'm telling you, folks, the communists will divide us along race because they know it can be done. So there you go. Uh, the new mayor of Memphis says when people think of Memphis, he wants them to think about black wealth and black culture. But you know what people think of now? Black-on-black crime. That's what you think about when you think about Memphis, Tennessee, because the dirty little secret, nobody wants to talk about this, but an overwhelming number of the victims of crime in this city happen to be black people, and there is no justice for those folks. There's none, and that's a tragedy. That's a travesty. All right, got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks, just a reminder, head over to Amazon and get yourself a pre-ordered copy of my new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? And book will be in the bookstores on March 19th, but we need a mess of you folks uh, to get out there and pre-order a copy of the book. And again, go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books, and you'll be able to pre-order a copy. Let's go to the phone lines from New Orleans. Let's go to Miss Janice. Uh, Miss Janice, what's on your mind? Yes, Todd. I wanted to clarify something. Um, yes. Uh, back in the day there, what Ray Nagin said was that, um, let's see, how did he put that? Well, uh, I've got the direct quote. I actually read the direct quote from the mayor. That's that's what he said. Well, he did not, well, no, he did not say it should be a chocolate city. It should be, it should be chocolate. He said New Orleans was always a chocolate city. That is what he said because I heard him say it. Well, I'm just telling you, and we will pull the audio, Ms. Janice, but I read the direct quote from the mayor. I know what he said. He said it always was a chocolate city. And when he said it, I was irate. And black people, some black people were irate because it was not always a chocolate city. And that is what he said because I heard it come out of the state. Okay, so Miss Janice, I w- I'll tell you what I will give you the uh, the addresses of all the newspapers in America who clearly got this wrong. But I'm just telling you, I read the quote, and that's what he said. I, I just don't know what else you want me to what, what else you want me to say here. We got to run. We're late for a break. But again, Mayor Ray Nagin, once again talking about New Orleans being a chocolate city. You can Google it, ladies and gentlemen. Look it up. We do our research here on the Todd Stearns radio program. This city will be chocolate at the end of the day. That's what the mayor said. I we don't make this up. All right, got to take a break here, folks. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to have you with us now, broadcasting on 152 radio stations around the country, as well as Newsmax, and uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all of that. All right, I uh, want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us Senator Marsha Blackburn, my senator. And, uh, Senator, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on the program today. A lot to talk about. Oh, you are so right, Todd. (laughs) There is a lot going on. When we all look at the concerns that are happening in the Middle East, the way the administration has responded so slowly, when you look at the open border, and really the humanitarian crisis, the national security crisis, drug crisis, sex trafficking, crime, gangs, criminal illegal aliens, all that are related to that, they're ending up in the communities in our country, and people are saying something's got to be done about this, and we have a president who has all the authority he needs, and he will not go close the border. Senator, I want to get to the border in a moment. I I was expecting to wake up this morning and hear reports that we had bombed something uh, to to push back and retaliate for this heinous attack on our sleeping soldiers at this base in Jordan. Um, what should we do here, and and what should be the the American response to to this this atrocity? Todd, what we should have done was when they started attacking us, do something. We waited until 130 attacks to respond, and now we have dead and injured troops because of this. And I think Jake Sullivan should be fired. Uh, You look at the advice that he gives President Biden, the decisions that get made, and they're wrong on every account. And now... We and and this has been the pattern with them since Afghanistan and the withdrawal there that was so botched. And at that point, you had the axis of evil, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, look at us and say, hey, look, that's a weak president. Hey, look, that's a president that's going to try to appease us. And because of that, what have they done? Now we have more troops that are dead. We have troops that are injured, and we have our enemy that is not fearful of us. And I think that's the greatest thing, and you know this, and and you've talked about this so many times over the years. Uh, the, the, these these countries like Iran only understand one thing, and that is strength. And we are not conveying that right now in in our foreign policy, and that not only puts our troops in harm's way, but I'm. I'm afraid, based on what's happening at the border, that it's putting American citizens on American soil in harm's way. No doubt. No doubt. And I think when you hear people like the FBI director, who, of course, doesn't check the Republican box next to his name, say that he sees flashing red lights everywhere he looks. And he is very concerned. And then you hear some of our national security analysts say it's not an issue of if we have an attack on American soil, it's an issue of when. And since the first of this fiscal year, they've apprehended 30 known terrorists at the southern border, 30. And uh, you look at the hundreds of 
terrorists that, that have been apprehended. And you know these people are not coming in here to look for a job. They are coming in here to do harm. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Senator Marsha Blankburn from Tennessee. And, Senator, I'm certainly proud of Governor Bill Lee. Uh, He was one of the uh, 25 uh, governors, Republican governors, uh, to say, we've got your back, Texas. And, of course, our state has a long history of of being there when Texas was in need, and it's good to see us stepping up today. It is so good that we are uh, stepping up and helping Texas. And it is so important that we continue to do that. And the thing that has been curious to so many people is the fact that other states have not stepped up to help Texas and that you've got, you have the U.S. not stepping up to help them, but saying, we're going to cut the razor wire. And, oh, by the way, we're going to take you to court yet again. And the U.S. is not doing their job. Immigration, not doing their job. And Texas is saying, uh, we, we're going to protect ourselves. But Todd, one of the things that is so interesting to me is these big blue cities that are griping about, oh, now we have an immigration issue. They are not saying to the White House, close the border. What they're saying is send us money so we can take care of these people because they are losing population in record numbers and they need to backfill that population before the midterm census in 25 and before the decimal census in 30 when we do our apportionment and um, they know that affects seats in Congress. They know that affects federal funds. So they're, going to stay with these sanctuary city policies and try to backfill their population. And I do wonder, Senator, when, when you see the response coming out of Chicago's south side where they're, they're actually trying to uh, impeach the, the mayor, the sitting mayor of Chicago, uh, you've got blacks, Asian-American communities, and they're just enraged over this. And I do wonder if, if this is going to have an impact uh, in the presidential race, in these congressional races, as minority voters maybe look at leaving the Democrat Party over this. And indeed they are. You can talk with uh, those that work with minority voters, and they will tell you that they are changing how they make decisions. They are indeed leaving the Democratic Party. And Chicago is one of the areas where that's been most pronounced, Todd, They are saying, look, uh, you're doing nothing for us when it comes to dealing with the mayor. And they're saying, why are you taking resources away from a minority community, people that are here, that are working, that are trying to get ahead, they're striving, they're trying to thrive, and you're giving those resources to people that have broken the law. Senator, uh, another story that you've been very outspoken on, this uh, this insane uh, story coming from the Wall Street Journal originally. Uh, we understand at least 12 staffers of the UN's uh, Palestinian Refugee Agency actually had ties to this October 7th terrorist uh, attack. Uh, at some point, you wonder, why, why do we still allow the UN to operate on American soil? It, this is just insanity. 
It is insanity. And Todd, yes. And we're hearing now, intel on the report is that 1,200 of the UNRWA staffers are affiliated with Hamas or a terrorist organization. Now, think about that. And so we're waiting for the final, the public release on this report. But taxpayer dollars are going in to this agency. And what is this agency doing? This agency is not fully vetting the people that are working with the agency that have access to these dollars. And, of course, as you said, I've been on this because we found out that you had Hamas accessing the, the, the supplies and the money that were going in to Gaza, and they were stockpiling that in their tunnels, and then they were even using schools to stockpile ammo and weapons. And this is why we have continued to say this has to be dealt with. We have to look at this agency. We have to cut this funding. President Trump had cut this funding. And then President Biden put it back in place. And he is now given about a billion dollars since he went into office. Just unbelievable. Uh, Senator, uh, look, we've uh, we've taken up so much of your time, and we really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of stuff happening around the country, and we appreciate your great work for the country. You got it. Take care. Bye now. All right. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn, everybody, uh, on some major developing stories. And we've got dumpster fires burning all over this country as a result of, of Joe Biden and his senile, feckless leadership. And you hate to say that, but it is what it is. We call balls and strikes here on this program. By the way, speaking of balls and strikes, uh, can we talk about the football game last night? I know I mix metaphors, but um, wow, what happened to Detroit? That was pathetic. How do you? How are you up by seventeen? And then, anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this Kansas City Chiefs game. You know, a lot of people are suggesting it's like a football conspiracy. Dylan, did you watch any of the the games last night? I I got to watch both of them, Todd. A lot of people are saying that uh, Kansas City got some help last night. I agree with those people. Yeah, you really do. I think the referees should start wearing red and white (laughs) and black. You see, I think, here's what I think, and I may be off base here. I think they wanted, it's not that they wanted the Chiefs, they wanted Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. That's it, because she's a moneymaker. But guess who's not a fan of Taylor Swift? Yeah. Most football fans. Most. Most. Yes. <laughs> if not all. Maybe the Chiefs. You know, Eminem's probably not a big fan. He's. <laughs> did you see the uh, images? No, I didn't. Yeah, know. he was caught flipping off a, a lot of uh, uh, Yeah, it was not good. 49ers you know, fans. You know, Patrick Mahomes' dad is not a fan either. Is that right? Yep. Because he, they, he sits up there with her and them. Well, my question is why? Why, why Taylor Swift, right? And uh, there's been a lot of speculation that she's actually a uh, one of these uh, psyops, so that the um, she's actually they're positioning her to be a big advocate for for Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, there's a New York Times report out today saying that she could be a, a big part of uh, Biden's presidential reelection campaign. I can see that because also Travis Kelsey too. You know, at the end, you know, they're they're now like, oh yeah, we're voting for Biden. You know, these people are like conspiracy. This is not, not in my opinion. Here's the thing. I just don't know how this this brings about unity on the Chiefs squad 
because all the other guys have girlfriends. And I, what about them? What about their? What about their girls? They're not Taylor Swift. Huh? No, they're not. That's what it is. Swift. It's terrible. But a lot of people are saying that the uh, the refs uh, really look the other way a good many times. Or was it Mahomes who was kicking the uh, helmet? Oh, did you see that? Bunch of bullies, man. What's up with and that? Travis Kelsey, both of them. That's I know. I know that Clark Hunt's a good Christian man, but that team was not very Christ-like yesterday. Indeed, I will just say that. All right, um, yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl. Is she going to be performing? Ooh, I thought about that. I was like, she may be a little salty because uh, um, Usher will be there and performing. Reba's doing the the national anthem. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. And then some. Um, they got some white chick doing the uh, the black national. I'm just kidding. No, they're using a black person. <laughs> Definitely no, not. No. The black national anthem. They're not playing. They're not playing YMCA. <laughs> they should. I. You never know. You know. Well. Anyway, I'm going to leave that there. Oh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. We as black people, it's time. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be a chocolate New Orleans. And I don't care what people are saying, uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate at the end of the day. This city will be a majority African-American city. It's the way God wants it to be. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. All right, there, Ray Nagin, a blast from the past. And now you've got the mayor of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, saying this. Memphis was recently named the largest city in America with the highest number of African Americans per capita, more than any city in this country. I want to make sure that that is a designation that we hold with honor, that we hold with dignity. It's one that only we can claim. When people think of Memphis, we want them to think of black wealth, black culture, a city that has a soul and a swagger that can't be replicated. That's the vision that we have and the path forward for our city. But in order to get there, we're going to have to address the issues that we have around crime. On all sides of the aisle, this isn't about partisanship. This is about us. This is about our city, our state. All right. So can can we just play make believe for a moment? Let's let's make believe that Memphis had a that Memphis, Tennessee has a um, has a white mayor. Can we do that for just a moment? Let's let's pretend that Memphis, Tennessee um, went out there and elected a white guy mayor, and I I just. I just want to redo that quote here, all right? So uh, we will call him Mayor um, Mayor Mayor Whitebread. Oh, why don't we do this? Mayor Mayo, right? All right. So Mayor Mayo gets out there, and here's what Mayor Mayo says. When, um, when people think of Memphis, we want them to think of white wealth, of white culture, 
a city that has soul and swagger that can't be replicated. How long do you think it would take for the national media to descend upon Memphis, Tennessee and demand the racist mayor be removed from office? How long do you think that would happen? Or or if 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 the good people of New Orleans elected a, a white mayor and the white mayor comes out there and says, um, we should be a vanilla city. New Orleans should be a vanilla city. How, how long do you think it would take for Anderson Cooper and that crowd over at CNN to hop on a flight down to the Big Easy? I, I'm telling you, folks, I'm just... I'm I'm just telling you that there is a huge double standard here. We can't be playing the race game like that. Oh, I've got to play this audio. Where is um, Charlie Kirk? So Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens stirred up a lot of controversy uh, talking about these diversity hires that are building and flying our airplanes. Cut five. And what he is remarking on is true. I would be terrified. If I got onto a plane and I saw a woman uh, flying the plane, and I know that we have the United CEO saying that he just wants to fulfill a quota. He just wants there to be more women and wants there to be more black people. And he's not concerned at first with qualifications. That is something that should alarm all of us, guys, honestly. So Charlie Kirk says when he gets on board an airplane and he sees a black female pilot, he wonders, did she get the job because she's a great aviator or because of her sex and, and skin color? Hate to say it, but it's actually a valid point, right? Because we know that's what affirmative action is all about. It's not the best and the brightest, right? It, that's not what it's about anymore. And that's a big problem. A big, big problem. I'm just telling you, by the way, I'm the whole thing with drag queens, too. You get on board your jetliner. And you're just hoping and praying that your male pilot isn't wearing, you know, fishnet stockings and high heels. Kind of hard to fly like that. Uncomfortable. All right, got to take a break. Hour three coming up. We'll be right back, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Great to have you folks with us today. I uh, also want to say hello to our great Newsmax 2 audience as we simulcast the final hour of the radio program. A lot going on. Just a few moments ago, the following questions were asked uh, from the White House press podium. Let's take a listen. Glad speaking, speaking to it, when we hear directly from the president, will he speak to the American people about this attack and his response when it happens? Well, he mentioned it yesterday in, in South Carolina. Um, I, I won't. I don't have anything on his schedule to speak to, uh, but I have no doubt that he'll continue to communicate with the American people about how important it is that these missions continue and that our troops and our facilities are safe. Uh, John, do you expect the president would go to Dover for the dignified transfer when these Americans are returned to the United States? I don't have anything on his schedule to speak to. Okay, how do you how do you not have any information? How do you not get out there and tell the American people you better believe the commander in chief is going to be there, boots on the ground at Dover? 
I can promise you this, Donald John Trump would have been there. He sure would have. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now, and uh, we welcome um, a great American patriot. She is President Trump's National Press Secretary, Caroline Levitt. Caroline, I know you've been incredibly busy, and we appreciate you taking time to join the show today. Hey, well, thank you so much, Todd, for having me. And I absolutely agree with your opening comments about how this death and destruction that we're seeing in the Middle East would have never occurred under President Trump's watch. We know that because it didn't occur when he was in the White House for four years. And yesterday, the tragic day that we had three brave soldiers, service members killed, just goes to show how badly this country needs Donald Trump back in the Oval Office and implementing a peace through strength foreign policy. Caroline, over 160 attacks on American service members since the terrorist attacks in uh, in Israel. I, I have to imagine if President Trump had been in office, uh, that would have come to an end after the first one. Oh, absolutely it would have. You look at uh, just the record that President Trump had for four years when he was in office. He cut the head off of the snake that is the Iranian regime via sanctions. It completely depleted their oil revenue in the nation. Uh, They were not launching drone strikes or missile attacks on our United States military bases because they know if they did, the United States would respond with the full weight of our military power, uh, and they were very fearful of that. They are not fearful of our foreign policy strategy, nor are they fearful of our current commander-in-chief, frankly, because he exudes weakness every single time he walks onto a stage or speaks, but also because his policies have been very weak and, frankly, incompetent. I mean, Joe Biden uh, unraveled many of the Trump-era sanctions on the Iranians. He unfroze $6 billion just one month before Hamas launched their brutal attack on our friend and nation ally Israel. And to this very second, Todd, Joe Biden is still refusing to slap more sanctions on the Iranians and freeze up, refreeze uh, that money and refreeze their oil money. Uh, why won't Joe Biden take tangible action to punish the Iranian regime? I mean, what is the what is the greater cost in American lives? And three soldiers are now dead because of Joe Biden's dereliction of duty on this front and his reversal of the Trump era policies that were incredibly effective in not only weakening the Iranians, but also uh deterring further aggression in the region. Not only that, uh, the Biden administration removing the terrorist designation for uh, right. the, the Houthi. This is just unacceptable. And and again, elections have consequences. And sometimes those consequences involve the deaths of, of our troops. And it's just a shameful thing that's happened. And uh, the fact that President Biden, uh, you have the White House, uh, the White House press corps uh, now saying they don't they don't even know if, if Biden's going to go out there. Uh, and 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 be there at Dover for the for the return of those soldiers is just unacceptable. Caroline, I, I want to switch. So many dumpster fires burning in this country. Uh, President Trump, I I was anchoring uh, the the president's speech on Newsmax over the weekend. It was an amazing speech. I, I think one of the loudest applause moments came when he said, first order of business, the largest deportation effort in American history." Yes, that is one of his signature campaign promises, and he will implement it. He's very passionate about it. 
And uh, it's very exciting to think that we could have a president that actually wants to abide by the rule of law and enforce our nation's border and immigration policies. And it's necessary to launch the largest mass deportation operation in history. Todd, we have had nearly 10 million illegal people that we know of enter our country over the last three years alone. That is more than the total population of 40 American states. I saw an article this morning, the city of Denver, just one city across this country, has totally reached capacity. They are forcing migrants onto the streets. They do not have enough shelter. Of course, Denver is a liberal city where they have a right to shelter and a sanctuary city policy. That's only because they've had 40,000 illegal migrants enter that city. That's about one week uh, of illegal border crossings under this administration. December hit the highest total ever for more than 307,000 illegal border crossings. It's unfathomable numbers. Uh, America cannot withstand four more years of Biden's open border policy. And the scariest part about all of this is not just the destruction that it's wreaking on our inner cities and communities, but the uh, national security risk that it poses to our homeland. Many of the illegals that have been caught are on the United States terror watch list. How many of them have slipped through the cracks and are currently in American communities today? The FBI, uh, 20 former FBI officials recently sent a letter to the Biden administration expressing their deep concern about the reality of terrorist sleeper cells here in America. Again, none of this was happening under President Trump's leadership. We have the most secure border in American history. All Joe Biden had to do was not do anything at all. Don't touch immigration policy. Keep the border the way it was. But he made a purposeful decision, just like he did in the Middle East with his foreign policy, to reverse the the Trump administration's immigration policy. And now we have complete chaos and destruction. And uh, unfortunately very likely further turmoil. Uh, Caroline Levitt, President Trump's National Press Secretary, joining us. Uh, Caroline, want to move on to South Carolina and um, these uh, surveys. Uh, the, the latest polling data, President Trump crushing Nikki Haley in her state, her home state, by 27%. What does that tell you about Nikki Haley? Well, Nikki Haley is a Democrat. She is running her campaign as a full-blown Democrat. She is funded by Democrat donors. As a matter of fact, she will be in Florida in the next few days, just after Joe Biden comes down here to fundraise. And the very same donors who are hosting Joe Biden's campaign victory fund are also going to be attending and hosting Nikki Haley's campaign event. She's also funded by Reed Hoffman, who is one of the donors that just funded the witch hunt, the E. Jean Carroll lawsuit uh, in the liberal state of New York. And her campaign uh, is not only run and, and fueled by Democrats, but She's taking Democrat positions. She is for open borders. She supports amnesty for uh, the mass influx of illegal immigrants. When she was governor of South Carolina, she flip-flopped on whether or not to raise taxes. She was initially opposed to a gas tax, and then she ultimately supported a raise of 60% on the great people of South Carolina. So they don't forget that Nikki Haley was another flip-flopping politician, and that's why they want President Trump, a man who tells it like it is and delivers on his promises. And South Carolina will prove to be another deafening blow to Nikki Haley's failing campaign. And it's just too bad she's not wise enough to realize that she will be embarrassed in her own home state of South Carolina in just a few short weeks. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And and to make matters even worse, that that nasty little cheap shot uh, she took at President Trump over this, as you are, and you correctly, and this is just, that E. Jean Carroll lawsuit is just a load of, of hooey here. Uh, but the, the cheap shot she took over that, that's, that's, that's really unfor, unforgivable. And shame on Nikki Haley for stooping that low. That is the behavior of a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is the behavior of a Democrat. And she has given credence, Todd, to many of these lawsuits against the president. She said that she trusts the jury in liberal New York City, where 90 percent of those people voted for Joe Biden and Letitia James and Mayor Eric Adams, who have run New York into the ground. Uh, but she did not give any weight to the fact that the entire lawsuit was a sham from the beginning, completely rigged against the former president. She does not recognize that we have a two-tier system of justice, which is the utmost concern for so many Americans across this country who not only are disgusted by what they see of the, the persecutions of President Trump, but also that they're fearful of of our government coming after them, and as they should be, because our government has proven to have a disdain for anyone who is a Trump supporter or supports the MAGA movement or is a conservative. We've known that parents have been gone after by the FBI. We know that FBI informants have spied on Catholics and Christians, labeling them as domestic terrorists, and Nikki Haley wants to turn a blind eye to that and actually give credence and legitimacy to these witch hunts. This is uh, unacceptable. Frankly, it's disqualifying. Uh, she clearly does not want to get out of this race. So it's up to the great people in South Carolina and Nevada uh, in every state on Super Tuesday to get out and make their voices heard, just as they did in Iowa and New Hampshire. And we're very confident they will do that uh, in the next few weeks until we can finally put this primary to bed once and for all, Todd, so we can exactly. single hand, we can solely focus on the real fight, and that's Joe Biden and the Democrats. Caroline, real quick, I promised one of our callers earlier in the show that I would ask this question. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt on social media about RFK. Uh, have there been any, any overtures made to RFK, and where are we at on the whole VP situation? No, I can tell you that there has been absolutely no outreach from the Trump campaign to RFK Jr. for a potential VP pick. RFK Jr. is one of the most liberal, radical, environmental extremists in this country. He supports shutting off our domestic energy supply and implementing a national federal smart grid that controls when we can turn on our water and our lights. Uh, That is unacceptable. We have not reached out to him. Uh, in terms of vice president, 100% fake news. Well, thank you, Caroline, for setting the record straight on that. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, Caroline, uh, you're doing some great work out there, and uh, the team, the president's assembled. You guys are just crushing it, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the on the program today. Thank you, Todd. God bless. Take care. All right. Caroline, love it, everybody. President Trump's national press secretary. Coming up on the show a little bit later, by the way, Liz Harrington is going to be here uh, the president's spokesperson, also Bob Sellers from Newsmax. And we're going to be talking to Jerry Cook, the host of Politics and the Pulpit, talking about a big event coming up there in California on February 10th. And uh, yours truly is going to be the keynote speaker. It's the Republican Central Committee's a Big Liberty Gala coming up on uh, February the 10th. All right, we've got to take a quick break here, folks. And the big question we uh, we raised on our X feed, and we put the polling data out, over 2,000 of you have already cast your ballots. We want to know, does President Biden declare war on Texas first or Iran? 
And should the president declare war on Iran? There's a lot of debate about that, even among conservatives. Tucker Carlson, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, under no circumstances should we go to war uh, over what happened yesterday with the attack on U.S. troops. What say you? 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us today. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, among those leading the charge, saying that we should not be going to war with Iran. You know, my question is, okay, well, if we're not if we're not going to go to war, then what sort of a response should we have here? I mean, this is simply ludicrous that you would have so-called conservatives saying that there should not be some retaliation here for what the Iranians have done. Over 160 attacks on American troops. It's unacceptable. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's start in Ohio. Evan uh, joins us, uh, watching us on Getter. Hi, Evan. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Yeah, I'm a big fan of and big believer of Trump-first policies. I think it's great how he killed the border deal. Uh, we okay, well, Evan, first of all, I'm not going to let you get away with, 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 with that because Trump did not kill the border deal. There's no truth to that at all. Appreciate you calling. Better, better luck next time. Uh, let's go to John in Kentucky. Hi, John. What say you? Hey there, Brother Starnes. Real quick and real short. I'm going to say that we have a what you call a standoff in Texas, and I do believe that Joe Biden is technically at a state of war. I do believe that it's going to, I pray God it doesn't turn into a shooting war, but Joe Biden seems to fail to forget that the Texas National Guard and the Texas State Guard have the same type of armament as the federal troops do. And I pray that Governor, Governor uh, Abbott, um, I pray Governor Abbott continues to stand his ground. God bless you, Todd. Love you. And remember, Eagle Pass. That's where it's going to start off, I think. All right. Well, well, John, I appreciate that. And you you certainly hope that uh, things don't get um, get out of control. But as, as Governor Abbott said, if, if Joe Biden actually goes out there and tries to nationalize the National Guard or federalize the National Guard, then you will, as Abbott said, they've got plenty of other armed law enforcement personnel that are there and they're standing at the ready and they are willing to, um, they're going to be willing to do what needs to be done to protect the border. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Interesting story out of Stamford, Connecticut. They have decided there, the school district has decided to remove Veterans Day and Columbus Day from the official school calendar, so kids will no longer be getting the the holidays off. They will no longer be celebrating Veterans Day or Columbus Day in the Stanford, Connecticut school district. Uh, ABC 7 out of New York City said Columbus Day has become divisive given the role of Columbus in colonizing the New World. One middle school in the district actually held a class titled Columbus, Hero or Villain for middle school kids. Uh, local Republicans are pretty fired up. Uh, they're saying this is disappointing and shocking. Uh, they're calling it an insult 
to those who served in the military. So we did a little bit of research here. We found out something very interesting. It turns out that the Stanford, Connecticut School District will still celebrate two Muslim holidays. They're also going to be celebrating Gay Pride Month and Black History Month. But apparently, the school leaders don't believe there ought to be a holiday set aside to honor the brave men and women who have worn the uniform of this great nation, and that is the the service and the sacrifice that we celebrate on Veterans Day. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great example of the communist taking over our nation's school system. They want to erase our history, and that's what's going on here in Stanford, Connecticut. All right, we've got to take a break here. We are going to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. Again, that uh, number, 901-260-5926. Head over to ToddStearns.com in the break. Have you signed up for the newsletter yet? you got to sign up for the newsletter. We're knocking on the door of 300,000 subscribers. Well, we're getting close. Thanks to you. We'll be right back, America. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us today. And let's go to the phones. Very active phone lines uh, today. If you're getting a busy signal, uh, just keep dialing. Let's go to Oklahoma. Gail, watching us today on Newsmax 2. Hi, Gail. What's on your mind? Um, I am really upset with our Mayorkas and the President Joe Biden. He, from the day he stepped into office, he had he. We're no defend our 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 borders and the Constitution, and neither one of those he has defended. And I'm for all those truckers going down there to Texas border to defend our 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 country, because we don't know how many terrorists and horrible people are coming up through there. It's a great point. You know, Marsha Blackburn was just on the show in the last hour, and and she said the same thing. Uh, that we have no idea what's been coming across that border, Gail. But I, I'm curious to, to get your, your take on this. Gail, as bad as Alejandro Mayorkas is, uh, he has not been impeached yet. And that is something the Republicans can do in the House, but it has not been done yet. Well, I think they ought to rush that process along really quick within the next 24 hours to 72 hours. Because, for one, he... He's acting completely like he has no idea what's going on in this country, and that is his one job to do is to defend our borders and to protect them, and he's not doing it because if his incompetence, we have fentanyl coming up, which I've lost several family members and friends from overdose of fentanyl or having been exposed to that stuff. And, and, And on top of all of that, he's letting people from all over the world come into our country illegally, when we don't know what type of diseases they're bringing in. We have no idea what type of... Oh, actually, we do, Gail, because we have seen an uptick in in those kinds of diseases that had previously been eradicated on American soil. So to your point, everything Trump said about the illegals coming across that border turned out to be absolutely accurate. Gail, got to run. Thank you for watching us today on Newsmax. Let's say hello to Doug in Tennessee watching us 
on our YouTube channel. And uh, for those of you who have not joined, head over to YouTube and start following the Todd Stern Show channel. All right, Doug, what's on your mind? Oh, I'm just curious. Since Biden's been put in office and all this illegal stuff he's doing, why hasn't the United States Supreme Court stepped in and said, hey, uh, Biden, you can't do this? I mean, it just don't make no sense. Well, Doug, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court can't step in unless there is some sort of a court case that's, that's been filed. And there is some speculation, by the way, there's some speculation that the, the Trump team may be requesting the Supreme Court to step in and take emergency action based on all these, uh, these lawsuits, indictments, and all these, uh, these attacks on, on President Trump. But their hands are really tied until somebody files a lawsuit, and that's when the Supreme Court can step in. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Doug. Appreciate you watching us on YouTube, and I hope you have a great day. All right, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Bob in Texas watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Bob. What's on your mind? Well, Todd, uh, while I uh, think that uh, something should be done about the the three people that got killed yesterday uh, by the Iranians. I don't uh, really believe that uh, we should go to war yet because I don't think Biden's the man to lead us. So so what happens, at what point would you say, Bob, you know what, now's the time that we've got to go to war? Uh, well, sir, would you... Uh, like for the leader uh, uh, of, a war, of the United States to be in a war with, uh, uh, excuse me, I don't want to go to war with Joe Biden as our leader because I don't think he's a strong leader. I don't think that he's uh, a good wartime president and he will just mess things up and we will uh, be hurt worse in the long run. Bob, I, I'm not saying that we should invade Iran. Um, I'm not saying that at all. But I I believe this could have been nipped in the bud after the first time Iran decided to attack our troops. And we could have thrown down the wrath of Almighty God on those people. And I guarantee you they would have stopped. But here we are. Biden did nothing and were over 160 attacks on American service members. And my concern, Bob, we're going to see more Americans killed in action as a result of, of Biden and his policies. Well, sir, I agree that uh, we will probably see more Americans killed because of Joe Biden. Absolutely do. I just don't want him leading us when he can't even find his way off the stage. All right, Bob, appreciate that call, and thank you for watching. Let's go to Tom in Pennsylvania, wants to weigh in on the school canceling Veterans Day. Hi, Tom. Good to have you with us today. What say you? Thank you, Ted. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of really up, you know, upset and hurt by them canceling Veterans Day and Columbus Day. Uh, I mean, I'm a combat veteran from Vietnam, service-connected, and my father served in World War II. I mean, we, we have been granted a great privilege given to us by our four forefathers. You know, we live in a free country. Uh, and I just don't understand how something like this could be accepted by people that live in a country that believes in freedom and freedom of speech you know i just i find it very disturbing 
Well, it is disturbing, and and Tom, we appreciate you serving our great nation, and uh, we, um, you know, I have family members who served in Vietnam, and we honor your service on this radio program. It's it's tragic, but this is an opportunity for for parents and for citizens in Stanford to stand up and correct the wrongs here. This was a school board decision, so it seems to me the obvious solution is to replace your school board. Uh, and get some people in there who actually love America and don't hate our troops. Tom, appreciate that call, and uh, thank you for watching us today on Newsmax 2. All right, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Again, 901-260-5926. Let's go to uh, Roy in Alaska. Hi, Roy, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is everything that you talked about today. Let's start from the beginning, the border, the Veterans Day, President Trump, and all of his lawsuits against him. But to the gentleman before, I think there were two phone calls before, the Supreme Court did step in when Biden tried to pay off the college debt. So they do have issues for that, and they will take care of it. Again, because he's trying to do the same thing to buy those votes. Well, yes, because, again, this was a lawsuit. So once the the, the issue on the student debt, uh, that was Biden versus Nebraska. So there, once a court case is filed and gets adjudicated, um, then the Supreme Court's going to be able to intervene. Uh, but, Roy, I appreciate the call, and, and thank you for listening today. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, about Newsmax Plus. Have you got your subscription yet? This is the best streaming service out there, and uh, folks are absolutely loving it. My understanding is the latest numbers, over 180,000 people have signed up for Newsmax Plus. You're going to get all of the incredible shows, Greg Kelly, Greta, Eric Bowling, you name it, you're going to get it, plus all the movies, all the documentaries as well. And you're going to be able to watch Newsmax Plus on your home TV and your phone app. By the way, it's the only streaming service that gives you all the Donald Trump rallies. If you're watching Saturday, you got to see yours truly. It was a lot of fun, by the way. So uh, we've got a great deal for listeners of the Todd Stern Show. You're going to be able to get a free trial subscription. All you need to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com and start your free subscription today. Right, so uh, we have the we have the school district in Connecticut that has decided to cancel Veterans Day. They're still holding celebrations for Muslim holidays, Gay Pride Month, and Black History Month, but they're not going to be able to celebrate the Italians, Columbus Day, or the um, or the military veterans. Now, from Massachusetts comes this story, and we have it up at ToddSterns.com. A middle school in Hoosack Valley has decided to cancel Valentine's Day. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no more Valentine's Day cards, no, no candies. Remember the little Be Mine candies, the, the little hearts that had the messages on them? Dylan, did you ever get any Valentine candy when you were a child? Yeah, some. I used it to talk to my crush. Oh, yeah. So you would give her cat. You would give her candy. Yeah, not cash. <laughs> I didn't that's, have any cash. That's against the law. I wish. Uh, but but uh, you got candy. 
Well, that's a smart move. It is. Did you do like um, like the chocolate or was it the, I don't know, Starburst fruit juice? What I would do, I, was, I would give my Valentine's Day candy to my crush in hopes that she would actually talk to me because that was the only way I communicated to her. By the way, I was just checking Instagram in the break, mm-hmm. and your sister and your fiancé mm-hmm. are sharing delicious goodies together. They are. We got nothing. I know. Just want to point that out. I'm the fiancier. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the financier. <laughs> so where are our cookies? Come on. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Anyway. Uh, the school in the Hoosack Valley has decided that they are going to kill Cupid. Uh, they say that moving forward, they have to be careful in terms of uh, what uh, what holidays the uh, the people celebrate. And so instead of Valentine's Day, they're going to do something called Random Acts of Kindness Grams. So for like, I don't know, a buck or two, you can send someone an act of kindness. Well, here's an act of kindness, giving somebody candy. Right? That, it, that, that's a very nice thing to do. But it turns out, as we were researching the story over on ToddSterns.com, th- that this is part of a growing trend. Uh, you people in Maine, Yarmouth Elementary School replaced Valentine's Day with something called Friendship Day. And the principal said, hey, look, any kid who shows up to school on Valentine's Day and you got, you got Valentine's Day contraband, we're talking about the candy. We're talking about the flowers. We're talking about the cards. You're going to have to put that in your backpack. You're not allowed to have any of that. So there you go. I look. It's sad, but look. This is a, a this is like part of life. And you know, some kids. Uh, thinking back to my days at Hope P. Sullivan Elementary School in South Haven, Mississippi, there would be some of the kids, and uh, they would get you know hundreds and hundreds of Valentines. Because they were popular kids, you got to know your place in the. Uh, you got to know your place in the school. That's all I'm trying to say. But it just seems to me, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is the Marxist takeover of our schools. They're banning Valentine's Day." I, I, don't get me wrong; that could be Marxism. I mean, it could be the communist. But I don't think so. You know what I think it is? I think a lot of these people that are principals, and school teachers, and administrators, and counselors. I think they were the kids who didn't get any Valentine's cards, right? So they got jilted. And so now they're taking it all out on the kids. That's what I think is going on here. All right, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Alabama. Ricky is watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Ricky. What's going on? Yes, I'm doing all right, Mr. Todd. Uh, I just wanted to uh, call and tell you y'all doing a good job before at Max 2. I was watching it and uh want to uh tell you that yes sir uh they do a thing by standing there at the border in texas and uh if they need somebody to fill in for a gap i'll fill in for a gap i know how to shoot a gun i'm a country boy so you know i'm all for that and we need president trump back bad because he will fix all this he won't just put a band-aid on he'll fix it all well, he will, and first of all, we have to rip that Band-Aid off of all the uh, the policies of the Biden administration that are that are sending this country into the hands of the communists. That's going to take a little bit of work, but I have no doubt, Ricky, that Donald Trump's going to be the guy to get it done. Yes, sir, he sure is. He's going to be the fellow that gets it done because uh, all the, every time they try to 
and I hope they do uh, uh, try to prosecute him because the more they prosecute him, the better in polls he gets, the higher he gets. Boy, you're not kidding. And by the way, uh, Ricky, we looked into this, and we're going to talk more about this tomorrow, this E. Jean Carroll lawsuit. The more I look into this, the more angry, the more furious I get because this is nothing more than a weaponized judicial system. This woman has no case at all, none, none whatsoever. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into that and do a deep dive and uh, talk about things the mainstream media will not talk about. Ricky, appreciate that call. Let's go to uh, George in California. Hi, George. What's on your mind? Hello. How are you, Mister Starnes? I'm well. Thank you well, for asking. Um, I, I I just gotta tell you, I am an immigrant, uh, Todd. I am a citizen of the United States now. It's the best thing I ever did in my entire life. Because no matter what, this is the best country in the world. I've lived on the other side. And I'm telling you, people like the government of Iran do not understand any other language but language of strength. They're bullies. And unfortunately, it seems this government is inept. And, and they simply think that diplomatic conversations will work with these people. They won't. And it will just get worse. They already are influencing Yemen, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, and there who knows what else is being up their sleeves. Uh, you know, the government of the United States should, should I think, go to war with Iran. I think they should not do it alone. They should hold other allies like Saudi Arabia, who is the arch enemy of Iran, responsible and make them be part of these these uh these declaration of war europe is also being affected by the way iran is affecting commerce in the red sea and you know and who knows what are we waiting for for them to block the strait of hormuz and simply paralyze the entire world when they control all the oil yeah it seems you know, like this government is blind to that possibility george I, you know and and also not just not just the administration but you have a lot of these uh, conservative doves and isolationists and they don't believe we ought to be over there at all so it's it's a great big mess and george to your point and we're gonna have to ramp it up here we're coming up on a break i appreciate your your call though uh, right now, California is home to the largest number of illegal aliens in the nation. Not to mention the the millions of immigrants, and I think the immigrant population there are more than ten million immigrants. So you say, Todd, why are you talking about all of this? What what what's going on here? So look, California used to be rock solid conservative, and California is still rock solid conservative. The problem is. Now they've been overrun by illegals who are voting Democrat. I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen in your, in your state, in your communities, if this goes unanswered. So, folks, uh, we've got a big job on our hands here. And it's a tragedy what's happened in California. And, and I hope that people like George and other people who came here the legal way are going to stand up and, and protest these illegals. But that's one of the reasons why California has shifted and has now become a supermajority leftist state. I mean, it's the cold, hard reality. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. When we come back from the radio show, we'll be uh, going to TV. Liz Harrington is going to join us. Also, we're going to be talking to a conservative in California. I'm going to be speaking at a big event there, and we'll be talking about that as well. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up the radio show. Head over to ToddStarns.com. Get yourself signed up for our newsletter and our free podcast. Again, you can do that at ToddStarns.com. 
Be good, America. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.